in this episode of The Full Nerd, Windows, 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 and Cloud Gaming. Welcome to The Full Nerd, episode 42, recorded on March 6th. 2018. I'm Gordon Ung, along with my co-host, Brad Charkas. Hello, Internet. Special guest, our in-house Windows Microsoft expert, Mark Hockman. Hi, guys. He does all of the uh, Microsoft coverage at PC World. And, of course, Adam Patrick Murray controlling the vertical and horizontal. Hey, Gordon. What's going on? Which they don't have on televisions anymore. What, verticals and horizontals? They don't have that anymore. No. No, of course. It's, it's all just uh, 3D planes. Young people are like, what is that? Generation Z is like, they have no idea. They've never been. Yeah. That's true. Well, didn't, didn't we, we read something that Generation Z doesn't want to be called Generation Z? I, yeah. uh, I think I heard also the uh, story was they're considering also calling them I-Generation, but then oh. I think Apple would sue everyone. Uh-huh. And then the other one was calling the young people, um, I like this one, I don't even understand it. Homeland Generation. What? I don't understand that. At all. <laughs> I don't what? know what that is. Maybe they all really like the TV show. I, yeah. I, it's a good show. It's a really good show. If you haven't seen it, Homeland is an awesome Isn't show. Isn't that the one with Claire Danes? And you know that- what? I will say, as a professional hardware reviewer, you're a hardware reviewer. Mark is also. We all review hardware. Sure. I understand reviewers. Screw those reviewers who review Homeland. They don't know what they're talking about. <laughs> Wait, who? Because huh? they don't have benchmarks. Oh. They don't have benchmarks. There's nothing defensible with reviewing stuff. Nope. See, I already took us off the rails, Adam. Yeah. You can't even do that. I did it on, on our own. Uh, 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 K-I-R-E, Kyrie. Uh, Kyrie? I yeah. don't know. Kyrie uh, Irving's on, here? On YouTube. Uh, he says, uh, the vertical and horizontal, wasn't that from the Twilight Zone or Outer Limits? Oh, they Outer Limits. Uh, yeah. 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 Awesome. yeah. So we got somebody in the chat uh, yep. who knows, knows their stuff. Uh, and, and just to remind everyone, we're, we're going live on Twitch as well. Uh, Twitch.tv forward slash PC World US. Uh, no spaces or anything. So uh, you can you, know, you can watch us on YouTube, Facebook, Twitch, all at the same time. Yes, increase it. our accounts. And yeah. I think Twitch looks better, though, right? Yeah. So Twitch is, well, the, yeah. the latency is better on Twitch. So if you want to get your hot takes into us quicker, that's right. you just go over to That's Twitch. Right. Uh, oh, wow. The emoji streams. <laughs> yeah. Cool. Right. Well, what we got? What are we talking about today? I was Gordon? waiting for you to take us off the rails like you normally do, but no, I, not at all. I let you do it now. I want to get right into this. So, Mark, yeah. uh, for Windows. people who don't know, Mark is our in-house Microsoft expert. He's been covering <laughs> Microsoft hardware and software for a long time, mm-hmm. several years. And we wanted to get him in here to talk about what is happening with Windows. I yeah. mean, we talk about hardware all the time, but you know, honestly, ninety-nine percent of us are running Windows operating system which controls our literally does control our vertical and horizontal. <laughs> they got something new called Redstone four coming out. Mark's going to tell us about that besides it just being is Redstone three already out, I guess. Yes. That's, yeah, that's the fall creators update. So real quick, Redstone is uh, in reference to the um, Minecraft. Minecraft. Yes, okay. Exactly. That's what I thought. Mm-hmm. I, yeah. I yeah. They sort of done, you know, with halo, there was Cortana and yeah. then there's Minecraft and Redstone. So they've, you know, they sort of mine their their IP for for code names. What so. what can they, they use that from That could be why they bought Minecraft. They could be exactly, yeah, just for that code name. Just to do it. Why don't they use other things though? I mean, the number it should be like this should be like what's that? The cow one? Isn't there like a own. move? They could do Gears of War or something or other. I'm not sure. Really? They could do a, they could do a Ripper. I mean, they could do like a Ripper, right? Isn't a Ripper a weapon in the Gears of War? Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Asher. Yeah. Right. Lancer. Yeah, exactly. 
They so. could, yeah. Or Forza, you know, you can mm-hmm. set waypoints. That's true. Uh, I don't That's know. That's right. Who knows? <laughs> anyway. All right. Windows. We all use it. All right. So let's talk Windows. So first of all, <clears throat> um, this is probably, <laughs> unfortunately, sort of the most... I don't want to say inconsequential, but this isn't. It sort of lacks oh. the big. Fe- <laughs> it's sort of it sort of lacks the big features that other updates have had. So the anniversary update and the creators update and the fall creators update. So this doesn't even have like a formal name. So normally they would have what? It, well, I mean it's Redstone Four. I mean it's not the Spring Creators update necessarily. Oh. Normally, in past, what they would do is they would have sort of a big presentation, whether it build or New York or something of that sort, and they'd say, okay, this is the blah, 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 the creator's update. They'd roll it out when they show us all the features and so forth. And they haven't done that with this. And they really haven't, haven't had any sort of uh, you know big to-do about anything. So right now, it's called Redstone 4. That's sort of the informal, formal working name. Um, now, as far as release date's concerned, I'll tell you from historically, a year ago, they released the creator's update, not the spring creator's update, the creator's update on March 21st. I think that was the sort of the RTM release. And then the uh, final build was released on April 11th. So my guess is it's going to be sort of March 22nd, thereabouts. And then my guess was April 5th. I thought they'd do it April 5th, but I could be wrong on that. That was my first question, too. I was like, what are they going to call this? We got balls, ball creators update, creators update, and then now there's actually nothing. It's so inconsequential that I'm going to give it a... There's not a whole lot there. But, I mean, here's the thing. So there's not a whole lot of big features, but there's still a bunch of smaller things. Um, I think the thing that people sort of forget with Windows is that Microsoft makes Windows for everyone. Um, so it might not be your Windows. Like, for example, there's a lot going on with like pen, you know, pen uh, writing with a stylus. I don't write with a stylus all that much, but right. for someone who does, you know, that kind of thing is a big deal. So what I did is I kind of pulled out um, sort of a few features that I think could be relevant to this audience. I mean, they're not the best ones, but some of them are, you know, they're, they're, they're kind of cool. So let's just start out with, I'll just kind of run them down and we could talk about them maybe, you know, as we go through or a little bit afterwards. So the sort of the premier ones are um, timeline and timeline is something that replaces task view. So if you go down to the bottom of your taskbar, there is that little sort of, um, well, the task view button, and um, it sort of um, allowed you to create virtual desktops, which isn't that handy when you have a multiple monitor, but if you have a laptop, you can just sort of swipe the desktop there, and it's sort of a collection of apps, which is kind of cool, but nobody really used it. <laughs> yeah. Which, you know, so they decided to go ahead and... I don't know how to use re- it. Yeah, well, it's <laughs> handy if you have a... If you, again, if you have a laptop, but if you have like a, a desktop, um, and if you have multiple monitors, it's not so it's not so handy. So we replace it with Timeline, and Timeline's shtick is... Not a shtick, but it's, it, it's, 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 a, it's a useful thing. Timeline's thing is that um, you would go ahead and use, uh, it would keep track of what you used and when. So if you used Edge and you surfed uh, PC World's website, and if you went to this and that and the other, or if you opened a Word document, or you opened an Excel spreadsheet, it would track all of that. And the idea is that if you had to go back to it, like you put something on hold for a couple of days, you could instantly go back and pull up the same things you had open. The nice thing about it, too, was that they grouped it into, or the, the idea is that it would group it into activities as well. So if you were working on a research paper and you had a spreadsheet open, and a Word document and an Edge, you know, an Edge web page. They would group that all together, so you'd open them up at the same time. And I think that's kind of useful. Um, but again, it's handy. Yeah, it's handy if you're going to use it. I mean, not everybody uses it, but I think it's kind of cool. The machine has to go to standby. I mean, if you do a shutdown or reboot, it it doesn't does it still keep that? It or? tracks it. I mean, it's basically tied to your uh, your Microsoft account. So if you switch machines, it just kind of tracks what you do. And you can already sort of see that. Like if you have your, um, you know, if you're working in your Edge on your your mobile phone and you're at a web page, you know, it'll sort of suggest 
picking up that web page when you go back to your PC. It's going to pick up where you left off. So you can kind of see the, you know, those are the underpinnings that they're sort of putting into place right now. So there's that. Um, now, there was something called sets, which was, I think Brad knows what I'm talking about, where you had basically, we talked, we've sort of wrote a couple of stories about that, where you had like a, instead of having everything open in Windows, you would have like everything open in tabs. So you'd have like a Windows Explorer with a tab for Excel or a tab for your calendar or a tab for a mail. And this was sort of a different approach than doing it. Um, you know, the traditional Windows approach, um, the idea was, though, they were going to sort of try it out and then kick it out and then pull it back and then kick it out to Redstone 5 in the fall. So that's what they've done. So sets was there and it was it's not there anymore. Um, so timeline and sets sort of went together. Now, the, sort of the, the third thing, or the, which is interesting, is, is called near share or nearby sharing. And the idea is, like, for example, if we were sitting here, you and I, and I wanted you to give you a, um, a link to a presentation, what I could do is I would have, there's a sharing tab within Windows Explorer or an Edge where I would just go ahead and usually share it to, like, Mail or Facebook or something of that sort. Well, here I would share it to your computer if you had Bluetooth on, and it would just kick the link over to you. Oh, really? Yeah. I like that. Do I you like that have a lot. to pair them though, or is there a pairing? That Not you- necessarily. You have to have it sort of. You have to basically have your PC on and saying, "I'm willing to accept files from other people." The problem. So you is, have to be visible on the network. Then, yeah, you too. have to be visible yeah. on the network. Okay. Yeah, exactly. You have to be on the same network. You have to have Bluetooth on. Um, you have to say, "I want to accept files" and so forth. The problem is, though, is that it uses, from what I can see, it uses both Wi-Fi and Bluetooth. But it, it's supposed to use Wi-Fi for sharing, but. I can only test it, and it only seems to test it with file transfer files via Bluetooth, which is like one to three megabits, which yep. kind of kind of sucks, right? <laughs> so you can only—it's yeah. really only effective for sharing URLs and like pictures. So, you know, D- does it just pop up as like a Windows notification? Yeah, it does exactly. Oh, okay. and you just say, "Oh yeah, I want that," and it hmm. just gives it. And in fact, if you had to, it's a URL, you just it automatically opens it in Edge. So it's handy, for example, huh. for sharing URLs, and that's great. Um, but that, you know, I think I would love that because, like, I sit around the house, and whenever I want to, like, my wife and I are both sitting on our laptops, right. and I go, "Hey, check this out." I usually have to like open up Facebook Messenger, or shoot her a link or whatever. This would make it a lot more seamless, I think. Right. Well, that's the thing too, because a lot of people open use like uh, chat. So, like in right. Slack, if we wanted to do it, we would just share it in Slack. So that's the only problem. Yeah, most people at home don't use Slack. That's true, though. So that's or true. HipChat or any of those. That's um, true. Group yeah. messaging, right? Or Skype. <laughs> I mean, for most people. Text messaging is probably the text right. carrier network is probably the most common way that people share information or email. But yeah, so um, again, a handy little feature. Not necessarily people are going to necessarily use it, but you know, kind of cool. So um, you would go in Edge, you'd open up, say, "Hey, check out this um, totally illegal site." I right. mean, send it to you, and then you would get it, and then your machine would get infected. Mm-hmm. And okay, yeah, exactly. That's right. <laughs> on Edge, exactly. That's right. So uh, a couple more. We've got uh, new graphics settings for multi GPU systems. In other words, anything like a desktop with a graphics card in it or a Surface Book, um, where normally you would have um, AMD or NVIDIA sort of say, okay, this app should use the uh, embedded you know, graphics chip. Right. Um, now Windows wants to take that over. Oh, really? Yeah. Huh. So, yeah. Is it forced to take that over or is it an option to take that over? Mm, I, I think Windows wants to take that over. Now, okay. yeah, so you can go ahead and it, the app as the ultimate uh, determinant. So your, if your app just says, I want the, the discrete GPU, it'll take it. And that's just the way it works. Um, otherwise, though, you can specify, like, I don't know, if you want it, you know, <laughs> calendar, if you wanted to have it. Wow, that's GPU, interesting. That. Because most, I, I'm, when I think about most games, some of them do say you have an option for which GPU you want to use, mm-hmm. but the yeah. vast majority don't. Right. So they sort of default to what the driver says. Yeah. 
which would go to AMD or NVIDIA, but now that goes to uh, Microsoft under Redstone 4. So Yeah, that's right. That's sort of the, uh, the, the, that's, that's the idea anyway. Is there, will there be granular control? You say like, no, I, I want to throw this off to a certain video card instead of the IGP. Uh, yeah, you, I mean it's 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 per app control, and, and for individual apps, you can just say, "Hey, I want this I want this app to you to be run under the graphics you know, discrete graphics cards and integrated graphics graphics card." It's kind of up to you. So hmm. yeah, or again, you can just sort of let the system default, and Microsoft, the Windows, will make that decision for you. So hmm. yeah, I don't hate that. Yeah, I don't hate that. Uh, I like that idea. It should be easier to do that in Windows as is rather than digging through control panels. Yeah, so, there's definitely some things that would be nice at the OS level, but I I do wonder like. Uh, there is there's always some borderline applications that like you really don't need to fire up the gpu for this like that was one of the problems of the early uh, uh macbook pro um when the mac the new latest macbook pro came out webgl would fire up the radeon card and it would just kill the battery <laughs> and yeah. that's one of the things they did is they they basically cranked the levels down so Gordon, real quick, you're, you're talking about this uh, MacBook Pro you're using in front of you, right? Uh, a couple yeah. people on uh, <laughs> yeah. on Twitch have noticed uh, your awesome MacBook Pro. Yeah, that's a cool one. It's the best thing. So this is a prototype MacBook Pro. <laughs> wow, um, how'd you get that? Well, I got a lot of high friends at Apple. Uh, this one is made by uh, this company. I've never heard of it. It's made by the HP division of Apple. Ah, And nice. it uh, is a convertible. Yeah, so um, they haven't released so this. Steve Jobs was wrong. They have not released it to the market yet. It's got touch. Uh, the newer versions have pen. It's really awesome. <laughs> so. Anyway, sorry. No, that's cool. <laughs> so uh, sort of video-like, actually, the next one is uh, you may be aware in the Fall Creators update there is a video setting for HDR, and it gets a little bit more powerful with the creators, Spring Creators update or whatever we're calling it, Redstone 4. So if you go to Settings, Apps, Video Playback, uh, you should already see uh, like a little embedded video um, there. And oh. what will happen... Um, is if you have an HDR quality monitor or a TV set or something of that sort you're connected to, you should have some additional options to control it. You can control the brightness and so forth. You can flip on HDR and so forth. I think you can actually uh, control the settings for SDR video too, um, a little bit. Um, but for example, most people in most notebooks like this one, for example, doesn't actually have um, you know HDR capabilities. So I can't really test it per se. I'm gonna have to actually bring one in and, and flip, you know, hook it up to one of our HDR monitors. But it has. It's basically a recognition that if you have HDR capabilities it's providing some controls right and that's going to be under again that was settings as uh, should be settings system oh. display damn it <laughs> that's great though because hdr is finally starting to kind of inch into the market uh -huh. so i'm glad to see windows take an account for it windows 10 is just up their video and monitor compatibility games so much compared to previous versions already yeah oh, do you have yeah this is not hdr but okay so nothing. You're not actually. You're not actually seeing it. But yeah, because there's nothing. Right. So, anyways, that's there. A uh, couple more. Um, something that might be relevant to people who work on metered or in sort of in the rural or in the Comcast world where you only have a terabyte. So, Microsoft's going to give you a better uh, uh, control over your data usage. You can actually see how much you've downloaded. Um, on uh, you know for updates and things like that, you can actually dive way, way, way down into settings, homes, network, and internet, and you can control um, how much data you share. Like for example, Microsoft allows you to get data from um, other PCs in the internet, other PCs in your network. Um, and also to share that data back out. Um, it kind of works like a BitTorrent application where you can sort of regulate the amount of bandwidth you want to go ahead and use. 
Massachusetts. The other thing it does is that there's kind of a corollary to that in that you will be able to pick um, if you want to prioritize Ethernet or cellular, which is kind of interesting. It's kind of recognition that cellular in some places is faster than Ethernet, which, you know, it could be. I guess we have 5G in a 5G world. Or you don't want it to eat up your entire allotment. Exactly. That's right. Into Slowville. Yep. Uh, two more, and I'll then we'll move on. Um, we have what's called, you have already called Focus Assist down in the sort of the corner of your um, your, your, your uh, notifications. And Focus Assist, or sorry, it's Quiet Hours, I should say. It's, being, it's renamed yeah. Focus Assist. Yeah. And you're, being, you're giving more uh, granular controls over that. Um, to allow you just a little bit more just control over, like, for example, you can set it uh, to, you know, not allow anything but alarms. What's nice about this is that there's two situations where focus assist will automatically kick off. One is if you're making a presentation. The other is if you're making a direct, if you're playing a DirectX video game. Oh, so you oh will not God. see notifications if that's the idea, um, which is great. I mean, that's a terrific idea. Um, yeah. Just notice. Yeah. There's yeah. nothing like getting pulled out of your game. Cause... Exactly. That's right. And the final one, which nobody has because nobody actually has Windows 10 for workstations, is <laughs> Windows 10 for workstations ultimate performance. Oh. So what's up with that? That sounds man? awesome. Which basically ultimate. just turns up everything. But our... <laughs> to 11? Yeah, it turns up everything. <laughs> is, are we going to get that? I mean, I don't know. I don't know. plebeians? I mean, I don't, I don't... I kind of would think so. Are but, they going to you know... sell like an actual Windows 10 for workstations? I don't... They do, yeah. And I don't know who actually, I guess, if you own a workstation. And get Windows 10 for workstations. I've never actually seen in the wild. But, so, I mean, they I, they must realize that you know, performance minded people want that capability, right? Totally just, agree with you. Yeah, absolutely. Is it? Are, are they just sort of like testing it to see how it goes? And I don't know. Like I said, I've never seen it in the wild, so I'm not sure of the intricacies of it. Uh, but that's one of the things they sort of promised, uh, made a few headlines, and <laughs> none of us will actually see it probably because we don't that, have a version of it. You know, I, that's a that, good question because. Yeah. Well, sorry, Brad. You gotta. That would make if they added that to Windows 10 Pro, that would be an actual exactly. compelling reason for totally people to buy Windows 10 Pro. Totally agree. <laughs> yep. No, absolutely right. Yep. I I'm just thinking about when you did the Surface Book testing. There were some issues where the power slider. So you know, typically in a computer, that power performance slider doesn't really do jack, mm-hmm. right? Um, with the GPU, <clears throat> and then you found on the Surface Book. That yeah, it did actually start controlling the clock speeds on the GPU. Yeah, well, is you that too. it wasn't just me. But was that just a test? Is that only for that build that you had in the Surface Book, or are we going to see that as a general rollout with? General well, no, rollout? you can adjust the power performance slider on anything, but um, like you said, it doesn't really take. It doesn't really have that much effect. Um, but with Redstone 4, will it actually crank back your GPU? I don't think so. I'm not sure. The I don't, Surface, yeah. The Surface Book is controlled on the hardware level from Microsoft, so I have a feeling that's why it's. You see that in the Surface Book Four, but you were Surface Book, but you wouldn't see it somewhere else. Yeah, yeah but you know what I find is, <clears throat> um, Microsoft tends to on their own hardware sort of do a little early beta testing on people. Well, not beta testing, but they sort of roll out early features. I, you know, because uh, so for what we're, what we're talking about basically is on the Surface Book or in Windows when you crank the performance slider around, it doesn't change your GPU clock speeds overall. On the Surface Book, it actually limited the yeah, clock speeds right. of the GPU. Book 2, by the way. It, book. Yeah, sort of Book 2, and it looked like it actually sort of limited power targets. But I can almost, like on a desktop, I, I don't I don't know. Yeah, I don't either. It'll be interesting to see. Like I said, I don't have a copy of it in the wild, and um, I don't know. I mean, we, yeah, it would be something that would be a little bit niche as far as uh, sort of testing is concerned. But yeah, I mean, if we get our hands on it, it'd be great to do. So, yeah, I just kind of wonder if that's sort of the future, because, I mean, if they're taking over basically what application goes to which GPU mm-hmm. and then now they're sort of saying we're 
going to manage how much power and how much performance you're going to get out of the GPU. It sounds like they're getting a little more into yep. controlling the guts of, of a system. So that's basically it for Whetstone 4. I mean, there's a few things that, uh, you know, can play catch up on, like Edge is finally getting, uh, ooh, ta tab muting, yay. Um, Edge is finally <laughs> getting, like, the ability to fill out forms if you're buying something from Amazon or, or you know, something on the web from eBay. It fills out, you can store your That wasn't information. in there before? No. Mm -mm. <laughs> yeah, I mean, some of these things are, you know. But, I have to say, we'll wait for a little bit, but Edge actually has a couple other things that are kind of interesting, so we can talk about those too in a second. Yeah, I'm pretty interested about that GPU switching you were talking about earlier, because like right now I'm testing uh, Acer Predator Helios 300, which is a, a gaming laptop that has a 1060, but also has Intel integrated graphics. Mm. And obviously when it boots into games, the, the, the discrete GPU kicks up and just shoots through battery life. Uh. But if you can set it in Microsoft and Windows to say, hey, you know, when I'm playing, you know, indie games or retro games like Fez or old Mega Man yeah, games point. or something, exactly. say, hey launch this in, uh, you know, the Intel integrated graphics, you could save a lot of battery life. Yeah. So I have to say that I haven't actually specifically tested that bit yet. Because, um, I mean, again, it's somewhere coming out in the March, and I'm just starting to just sort of drill it out. But, um, yeah, I mean, it's absolutely a good point. It's good, something, to, something to look at. So so that's it for Redstone 4, as far as my list is concerned. So that's, yeah, I'm, so I guess, Brad? I'm glad, kind of, that it's not so feature-packed, because the last few major windows updates have felt kind of buggy to me mm. and i i hope that they have less features because they're focusing more on stability because i still ever since i've installed windows and through multiple installations my taskbar icons flash randomly is that your copy and paste still doesn't work i'd like them to spend a little bit more time doing stuff like that than adding new stuff the other thing that i haven't seen is anything tied to mixed reality <clears throat> there's a couple there was a warning on one of them that said hey mixed reality we're running sort of like, like huh. single digit frame rates but no updates no feature pushes that type of thing i don't know it's weird know. yeah i don't know what's what's going on with that yeah it sounds like that's heading for the garage with microsoft bob and <laughs> <Yeah>. other <laughs> uh, wi-fi well, adapters we have uh we have somebody in the uh twitch chat uh twitch tv forward slash pc world us uh Aliana Yi, Aliana Yi, I think. Uh, Mark, I still don't know how you defend Edge, given how long it's taken to get these features. Ah, Edge, <laughs> Edge. Okay, ah. so Edge is like the great white whale for me. Um, <laughs> it has this... I have used it, and it seems like the fastest thing I've ever used. And then I've used it, and it's dog slow. I mean, today, I don't run it without Ghostery, one of the uh, the, 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 the extensions, uh, plugins, just because, again, I, I can go to a situation where it just, just takes forever. Now, um, you know, I, I we will run applications and benchmarks on it, and it's actually super fast. But, you know, the, the usage just continues to diminish. Part of its performance, you know, performance has got a bad reputation for performance early on. Part of it's sort of lagging in terms of features. Um, I have no... Uh, qualms about using edge um especially now but it certainly has been something that people have passed over in favor of chrome and firefox and, and to some extent opera too so. yeah it's i think it's just um. it's it's <laughs> wild to me that it's taken them so long to get some of these basic features implemented in Agreed. it that's the part like i've yeah. tried using it and i don't mind using the experience of using the browser itself except for i kept bouncing off into things like what you were saying that it doesn't save your you know, address information mm. for a while. There was all kinds of stuff like that for the yep. first year or two. Yeah. Now it's in a lot better shape. Yeah. And, yeah. They, and they go in the more, I have to say that one of the things they're doing in, in Redstone 4 is they're sort of trying to enhance their, their book reading experience. 
which I don't know how many people read books in Edge, right? And EPUB books and <laughs> things like that. But <laughs> that's one of the things they're trying to make an, eff- an emphasis on. Well, um, it's weird, too, because they push Edge as your Acrobat reader. Yeah. So, right. Which actually does a good job there. Yeah, but I there is actually a really good reader app that was that Microsoft had on day one of Windows eight even that was actually a really good reader. Mm. It was fast, it was responsive, you know, it was good for touch. Well didn't they just discontinue the, the reader or, yeah. or they're going yeah. to discontinue going the to reader discontinue app? It in favor yeah. of using Edge. My problem with Edge, and I'm hoping that someone from the Edge team gets this memo from somebody. Oh they're all in here the, in the, the chat. One of, yeah. the, one of the Edge people people follow me on Twitter, he's a nice guy. It's just, it's just like the UI is just horrible, right? It's bare, it's minimalist. It's well, I mean, it's, it's so minimal. It's like it's useless. Like to me, I when I download a file, I like uh, in Opera, in in Chrome, in freaking Netscape Navigator. There's like a download selection. Like where are my downloads? Right, I don't right. even know you how to find my download. downloads in Edge. Right, that's yeah. like a basic basic button to have. <laughs> Actually, the, the the thing for me when I use it is that every time it pops up for the PDFs, uh, or you know, every once in a while in the um, uh, the notifications, it'll be like, "Hey, why don't you try Edge? Are you sure you don't want to switch over that's to Edge? True. It does it's that. so much faster." Yeah, that's right. Uh, and then when you yeah, when you install <laughs> Chrome, even you know when you go to default, make right. the default thing change, it's just like, "Are you sure?" You know, uh, yeah, it's <laughs> it's like, come machine. on, come on, yeah. <laughs> I think it would work. What they need, Mark, so you can pack because you do talk to Microsoft team. What they need is like. Some animal with really big eyes looking up at you holding a hat. Are you sure you want to switch to Chrome? <laughs> See that? that one? Like, oh, it's so cute. Actually, that would be All cute. right, I'll give Edge another try. I just, it's got to be a cat, though. I got to say, though, one of the things I just love about Microsoft is I love Bing, Bing and photo- Bing's photography. They're sort of the picture of the day. Oh, yeah. I got I love yeah. that. The themes. Um, I, I, I actually use that for my lock screen. Yeah, yeah, I use that for the lock screen, too. It's, yeah. it's great. Yeah. I just <laughs> yeah. love it. Yep. No, and Bing is Bing is a is a worthy, uh, and I've tried it many yeah. times too. Just you you do want to have competition in the market. Yep. As much as, <laughs> to be honest, I always go back to Google. You do want to come. I I try it over time because I I do want to. Bing, I think, has gotten worse as far as searching for like my particular articles. Where it used to be quite good, it's just it's deteriorated. Uh, I think a little bit over time. Uh, I use Google finds things better than I do. But as far as everything else, um, and then also I like the, Google, the way Google organizes news. Um, yeah. I don't think Bing does a good job there. But others, other than that, I, I do think they're pretty comparable, and I think Bing has some advantages in certain areas. But it has that nice picture. Too. It has <laughs> a lovely picture. It has a great picture. Uh, we have uh, over on Twitch, we have the the, the Negotiator01. Uh, he says, do you think it's because Microsoft is so uh, spread thin on all their other ventures that they can't really focus on on Edge and, and bring Yeah, I do, features? actually. I think that's exactly right. Um, I think that, you know, they've had sort of um, sort of a, a focus. Well, they're not really a focus, but I mean, they've sort of gone in different directions for these things. Um, again, you know, books being a, a good example of that. Um I don't know. I don't know enough about their particular web development or the development team to sort of say anything. Uh, you know, say anything more about it. But you know, Edge sort of obviously picked up where you know Chrome had a number of years already under its belt, and same with Firefox and, and Opera too. So you know, from that standpoint, it was kind of playing catch up the whole time. Mm-hmm. And uh, Internet Explorer. Internet Explorer. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Which is still there. So. Where are they? Where are they at with market share on Edge these days? It continues to diminish. Um, yeah. I don't know offhand, but I want to say. God, what is it around these days? I think the last time I checked was in the, I want to say the 20s. I could be wrong. Wow. Because, yeah. I mean, you know, everybody assumes that, you know, Microsoft has always had that edge, you know, because uh-huh. you buy Literally. a computer yeah. and it would, it would be the default browser and consumers would never switch because they wouldn't know enough to switch. That right. was, that was yeah. a 
Is that, I mean, clearly that, that, well, that whole belief doesn't exist anymore because people are switching anyway. Like, like we were joking about, uh, you know, Edge advertising at you, doing pop-up ads, which it totally does. But sure. if you go to Google.com or Gmail or anything in Edge or any other browser, they'll constantly say, hey, try out Chrome. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. True. It's Absolutely. this, it's that. Yeah. Well, actually, my, my parents, uh, they they pretty much run on whatever is default in there. So, so yeah, uh, they're running Edge. Yeah, yeah. So they, they run Edge, yeah. Yeah, I think my parents were still running an Explorer for quite a while. <laughs> I had to like, force them to move on to Windows 10. Interesting. My father-in-law uses Chrome, so... I, it's. I don't think I installed it either. Uh, once you stick to a browser, though, you kind of stick with it. It's hard. Yeah, because you're yeah. tied to the ecosystem, yeah. which is. I mean, and especially for me, I'm on an Android phone, so it's like to have all those tabs and uh, you know everything already logged in. It's yeah. it's yeah, it's different. Mm-hmm. I mean, I can imagine a day where you know maybe that maybe back when uh, the Windows Phone was still a viable thing, you know, mm-hmm. I, I could see that being a good a good way to you know stay in the ecosystem. Yep. But exactly, and that's why sort of the form filling from Edge was kind of a disappointment that sort of lagged a little bit yeah so <clears throat> hey actually i've been getting this pop-up lately uh you know i'm just gonna throw out these windows things because you're here uh <laughs> you know where it's like hey you know link to your phone like what what is that what are those features uh, right. like uh, well, that's kind of cool actually i mean the microsoft does a good i mean with windows phone just essentially essentially dead um microsoft's basically said hey look you know we want to extend instead of going from an operating system with another mobile platform we want to go ahead and extend our apps across various mobile platforms so they do that with edge they do that with uh, cortana they do that with a couple of other things um, outlook for example and um the idea being that um Microsoft is going to know what you're looking at um, on your phone and then sort of tie that in with your desktop experience. Mm-hmm. So it does, it shouldn't be where you go ahead and you're looking up all these different things um, on Edge or whatever it might be on the way to work, and then you get to your office and you're like, oh, what was the page I was looking at again? So the idea being that, and this is, you know, Chrome does that too to some extent. So the idea being that as much as you can, it's trying to extend that sort of that productivity experience um, and continue that across your various mobile platforms. So by installing, you know, mobile apps on your phone, you sort of uh, have the possibility of, of, of doing that. And to, to be honest, I still think they have room to improve here. I've, you know, been testing out the insider stuff for a while and timeline for me, for some reason, just hasn't picked up anything. I don't know why it is. Um, other people don't share that experience. I don't think I've turned off anything in privacy that allows me to do that. So um, it's worked sporadically, I suppose. Um, but when it works, it's cool. And, and I kind of would like it to, 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 to sort of pick up. And um, But again, sort of the extension of the mobile apps is the whole idea behind it. So real quick, when does when does this Redstone whatever come out? Redstone uh, 4 is supposedly, well, we don't have a formal date for it. My guess is around the end of March, around March 22nd is my date. I could be wrong on that. So again, historically, it's um, it's been around, uh, I think it was March, did I, did I raise that for my thing? Uh, it's about that time. It's been, I think it was the March 21st a year ago. Okay. So. And, and what kind of coverage do you generally do on, on the sites? We do, um, we'll do uh, sort of a how-tos for individual sort of key features. Mm-hmm. I think we'll do something we've got, I've got a, a near share one that's, I guess, probably in editing right now. Um, you know, we'll look at timeline. We'll look at some of the other ones, and then we'll have a formal review, pretty much on the same. Sort of that t- 
time it i don't know if it's going to be april 5th or march 22nd or thereabouts but around then we'll have a formal review cool yeah. awesome we do uh feature roundups too that kind of bring everything together so you know exactly. what to look for when you yeah right and we'll exactly we'll try to highlight some of the more hidden features too we've done in the past yeah mm-hmm. and, and, and sometimes we've done uh, videos on those too though we have. Those, yeah mm-hmm. pe- people usually like those yeah, yeah. Okay. Are, are we all going to be forced to run it i mean it's not like a big deal you know, it's a feature update so you will be forced to run it eventually you can go ahead and defer it uh, to an extent but then microsoft will continue to nag you right it's all my nice. security Security, security, security. security. All right. Although I I want to move us to the next phase, though. Yes. And of course, I didn't write down in my notes. But I, although I, Windows as a service. Windows as a service. Sure. Boom. You want to explain to people what that concept is? Sure. So Windows as a service is the idea that, uh, in part, it's just the fact that Windows is constantly evolving. And Windows 10. It's sort of implied that it's going to keep on going and going and going. I don't know if there will ever be a Windows 11 or Windows 12. Um, but we've seen, you know, what we're on the, what, the second years, third, second year of Windows 10 at this point. So we're just constantly seeing additions to the uh, code base um, and additional features and so forth. And I have to say that one of the things that we've talked that has been surfaced in the news recently, and uh, shout out to, uh, I guess, colleagues, competitors, what do you mind doing? There's, you know, Windows Central, uh, Paul Therott's site, uh, Mary Jo Foley over at ZDNet has all sort of taken stabs at sort of what could be the next iteration of Windows. Um, and it is unclear whether this is actually going to take place, um, whether it's going to be sort of a project, whether it's going to be a project or an initiative from Microsoft that customers, developers are going to go, mm, I'm not sure we want this. Um, <laughs> but they've talked about sort of what the next iteration of Windows could be. And it starts with what's called um, CoreOS, which is sort of the the technical underpinnings of Windows, what makes, you know, how Windows interacts with hardware and so forth. And the idea is that there's been sort of various versions of Windows historically where they've had, you know, sort of different... Um, just you know just different versions of windows with different capabilities and so forth the idea being now is that you would have a single unified um form of windows but you'd have a, a different sort of uh, look and feel on top of it so you'd have core os and on top of that you'd have c shell uh capital c s h e l l which is the um uh just essentially the the way that allows you to to compose uh, uh, different looks and feels on top of it. I'm not, I'm saying this from a very high level. There's, there's, you can go in, in uh, far, far more in depth if you want, but there would be, um, various composers for, uh, various platforms. So you'd have a mobile composer, which has been said to be called Andromeda. And then you would have a desktop composer, which would be said to be called Polaris. And hmm. these would, again, be essentially the same windows, but they would have different looks and feels and capabilities um, based upon them. And it's the, the, the idea is that it's a modular OS. And I guess from what the reporting has been that I don't even know why, I'm not sure if this is exact or not, but customers would have sort of the option to sort of pick and choose what versions of the operating system would would be installed um that seems a a little far-fetched for me but i'm not entirely certain because one of the things that people were talking about as far as the modularity was concerned was win32 right microsoft the desktop the desktop microsoft would love to get rid of win32 and some of the legacy cruft i mean who needs a fax app anymore right well Um, but for people don't know win32 is of course the traditional executable files that has been around since the beginning that's right right. so Mm -hmm. so the idea being that it would go to there's a couple of different things that 
So if you got rid of all of those things, if you got rid of Win32, um, it would, of course, you remove a lot of the legacy apps that people know and love. Now, if the idea, the way I understand it, was that Microsoft would solve that problem in two different ways. I use solve sort of in quotes because I'm not sure if it would necessarily do that. So there's two different things that they would do. First of all, you do sort of the what they have sort of called the the desktop bridges, and they've had a couple of these, but the most popular one right now is what's called Project Centennial, and that would take um, a traditional Win32 app and move it into the UWP format, uh, which is being used by Microsoft more and more these days. Um, one UWP is the format that apps in the Windows Store are. That's right, right exactly. Yeah, exactly right. So if Which you use like loves. the yeah, if you use like the Mail app, for example, within mm-hmm. Windows 10, that's a UWP app um, because it essentially you know uh, calendar some of the. So there's a really nice. I I, I really actually love the fact. Um, I really actually love some of the UWP apps. Honestly, um, some of them are good. Some are great. No, some I mean I have to say that um, for example, I don't use Outlook hardly anymore because really. Well, it mail does everything I want for me. It has it has it gives me my email. It allows me to reply to things. It has a calendar and it works and it works. <laughs> I don't need um, and it used to be the fact that if you loaded mail, it tended to crash like instantly in the first iteration of Windows <laughs> 10. But now it's solid and stable and it does everything they want. Um, the OneNote app within um, Windows 10 is um, again sort of the same thing. And in fact, it's sort of sta- it's sort of an odd duck because there really isn't any sort of UWP version of Word anymore. It used to be called Word Mobile, and it's 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 essentially kind of gone. Uh, but OneNote sort of stays there, and it does everything that I want. It has records information and ties it to my notes and so forth, and just does it. Um, but I think that the one thing that people sort of have thought about, uh, well, okay, so there's there's so there's the Centennial apps, which is the, again the sort of Centennial program, which is the idea is that you would again bring these legacy Win32 apps into a UWP format. There's a, something else too that Microsoft's talking about, and not just Microsoft, Google by the way, and that's what's called a progressive web app. Um, and a progressive web app traditionally has been a essentially a web app in a browser. Um, it allows you to. It's essentially kind of a web app on steroids. And you might recall that when we first had. Windows 10, and especially Windows 10 Mobile, um, a lot of the early apps were essentially just web pages. I think Facebook was a good example. So you loaded the Facebook app, you essentially got the Facebook web page. And people kind of went, you know, poo-pooed that because they said, ah, we want a traditional app. Right. Um, but um, it did everything that you needed to do. Um, and I think that right now we're going to have to, we're going to go back to that if we if PWAs become sort of a thing, we're going to go back to that. Now, Microsoft does something that uh, with a PWA, supposedly with something with a PWA that, that Google does not, and that is that it would run that web app without the web browser. <laughs> so you would basically be looking at a web, you would be looking at an app, but you wouldn't know as a web app. Um, and you, it would appear in the store, it would have updates, you would be able to ra- you know, rate it, it would be, have an AppX format, just like it has right now. And um, between Centennial and these PWAs, you would theoretically solve the problem of not having enough apps. Now, one more thing. I would say that, you know, from that standpoint, I actually I'm in favor of that, and I'll tell you why. Um, right now in the Windows Inten- uh, in the in Windows 10 Insider program, uh, the current version of, of Windows 10, the current Insider version, breaks the store. You can't get anything from the Windows 10 store. And so I was like, you know, dang, I wanted um, Spotify on one of my machines. <laughs> so... Um, 
But if you go to Spotify's website, you um, you have the option of downloading the the store app. You have the downloaded the version of the Win32 app, and then you have the version of uh, the option of downloading the the web app. They all do the same thing. They all offer me music. They all offer me playlists. They look virtually identical. Um, so from that standpoint, you know, cool, great. You know, give me a web app. I don't care. Yeah, um, but I mean, could we? <laughs> So one of the problems, clearly one of those, we're at that sort of moment where people are always afraid that Microsoft really wants to dump Win32, which is all the legacy code, <laughs> all the ancient stuff that's been around for 25 years in Tim Windows. Sweeney! Sorry. Right. It's Tim Sweeney, right? It's, it's what Tim Sweeney fears because Steam is a Win32 app. Right. Steam is a store. Yep. Are they going to let us put us? I mean, does is the Windows Store going to be a mall, and then they're going to allow? Because I mean, if they're going to have iTunes in there, which really blew me away, yeah, that they got Apple aboard with iTunes. So maybe it's still not in there yet, though. Yeah, it's still not in there. Yeah. Oh. No. Well, that's the thing. Yeah, I mean, load. the high performance games, Photoshop, and so forth, demand all the resources you can throw them. Um, and yeah, UWP apps sort of limit that right now. So. I, that's where it gets a little bit confusing for me because I mean, if it is modular, you would have to. I guess theoretically, you would sell a high-end PC that would have all those features enabled. I don't know how you would market it necessarily. Um, you would have you'd have to have Win32 in there. You'd have right. to have all those functions. I was I was uh, reading those Windows Central articles you referenced before we mm -hmm. came on the air here, and they were saying that uh, if this goes out, the plan is to still offer Windows 10 Pro as a separate thing. You'd have to. Yeah, exactly. Um, I mean, and, but the thing of it is, the other thing that I think about, and I think the thing that's what, what people, I mean, that I think about in this context is the fact that we have had a world where, you know, Microsoft's tried to get rid of Win32, and we call that Windows 10S, and that's gone over like a lead balloon. Um, yeah. It's, you know. Every single service <laughs> review you read, Surface Laptop says this would be the best laptop if it wasn't for Windows 10S. Yeah. yeah, exactly. I mean, we've had one machine plus those educational machines, which I have to say missed their market um, just because they came out after the, the start of the school year. And, you have a Windows 10S laptop right there, don't you? It's running Windows 10 Pro. Yep. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Which you got for free because yeah. I mean the the ten S upgrade was free, right? Free it just got. Well, I, but here again, you know, the, the all the core stuff by by Foley and Paul, they're it's all theoretical. No one really knows if that's going to happen. Yeah. <clears throat> but when it feels like when is Microsoft just going to go? You know what? This is something we're never going to. This is us. Windows without Win thirty two is not Windows. Right. Is that just kind of like that's just a reality in in 100 years, people will be running Win32 right? because that's just the PC to me feels like it's all about legacy. It's taking a computer I just bought yesterday at Best Buy and I'm running a 25 year old application on it. Right. I mean, that's is Windows that you, is there a Windows that you really can't do that? Is that a Windows consumers will ever accept? Well, I the, just thing, don't know. the way I think about Apple and Windows is that, you know, we call Apple a cult. And I think in some extent that's right. I mean, they want to see an Apple user wants to see what's on the far side of the comet. Right. Um, they want to be dra know. they want to be dragged into the promised I, land. I mean, I they gotta kinda, say there's know. a there's a little bit. Of, I, I don't want to mention the particular religion because I don't want to have lawyers <laughs> crawling at us. It feels like some of the people on the Apple, you know, gathering have decided to uh, throw stones at them these days. There's a lot more rock thrown at Apple these days by their own users. They and throw, though, I think they throw, the people, the Apple users throw stones over hardware, though. I don't think they throw them on the software. 
I, Except for like maps. No, and, I don't think like, so. I got to say, I, you could take, you could go to a Mac form and you could clone it and replace Mac with Windows. And you would think, oh, I'm at a, I'm, you know, people are like, because they're just, they're like, oh, I can't. Why are you building this? I don't want a stupid iPad. It's like, I'm going to spend $1,300 for a 13-inch iPad where I get a MacBook Air. I mean, how, how or a MacBook Pro even. They just, I guess, what my they point? want, uh, they want a desktop OS. They don't want all this touch crap. They don't, they just don't, it doesn't. I guess my point is is that I think Apple users are more open to blowing stuff up from a software side and starting fresh. I think Windows users sort of look at each feature update as I have my Windows the way I want. Don't mess with it, mm-hmm. you know. And that's kind of the way, you know. It's because it's we've had a legacy of twenty five years of PCs. People, no, have, you know, people I, have their way they want. And the I believe you, and I I do think it's a little bit because I mean, if you look at the 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 Mac experience has been, oh man. You know, Motorola 68000 is the best thing ever. Yeah. Would you suck at x86? Oh, we got some news. We just came down, got the tablets. We're going to power PC. But I just got, I just built this wagon. Burn it to the ground. Power PC is the future. Okay, we're going to do it. We're going to make the move. They do it. And then, you know, oh, everybody, they came down from the, the mountain again, said, actually, we're going to do x86. But we just did power PC. I'll burn it to the ground. I think I don't think they're going to make a transition again. I just can't see. I just the complaints that I hear from all the Mac users because I love to give them hell about it. Right? They don't want. They don't want iOS. They don't want ARM. If if it's not fast enough, they want a full experience. They want to be able to run a desktop experience, which on on PC we can do because I think very much of Win thirty two. And I don't know if I. I just don't think. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm just. I just don't think Apple users are, are going to go one more this time. I, I think know. this time they're gonna they're gonna like forget it. That's that's it. I'm gone. I'm going to be Paul Haggis. I'm going to be making a movie, <laughs> criticizing you, talking to the New York Times. Gordon, you you want to you want to put that on paper uh, somehow? <laughs> <laughs> they are. Mm. Apple is not. Nice yeah. Paper. I I gotta say, if I were Apple, I'd be. There should be as much. Their priority should be as much on Mac OS on x86 as. As they're putting into iOS, because that ain't going nowhere. I'm sorry, it's just going nowhere mm-hmm. these days for tablets. I I don't give a shit about oh, oh. darn oh sorry <laughs> I don't care <laughs> about Max. Swear to but I am worried about <laughs> what the future of Win32 is in Windows because I think that looking at Windows 10s, listening to these rumors, if, if they turn out to be true, mm. it's clear to me that in the future, I think the basic version of Windows won't be able at some point to play games or traditional Win32 apps. I think you're going to, if you want to have Steam games that don't run WP apps, UWP apps, if you want to install Chrome, you're going to have to spend more for Windows 10 Pro that includes legacy versions. I think that that's a future that's coming at some point, I think. Exactly what Sweeney is is feared, right? Mm -hmm. So people don't know this is uh, Epic's Tim Sweeney, who is a lot of, you know, the most of the media made fun of him for being crazy alarmist because Microsoft is trying to kill Steam. You know, and a lot of these moves do seem like they're out to kill Steam, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, it's possible. You know, I should write, eh. we should mention too that Microsoft build comes up in May, so we'll be interested to see if there's any if this is if they're going to announce it, uh, this would be an opportune time to do it. Yeah. But I mean, I guess would they just fork the OS and then just kind of like 
It could be. Yeah. I but don't know. we've tried that before, yeah. right? I mean, I we've know. tried forking it before and it just never works. I mean, then, then you get into a, a marketing discussion as much as anything else. So we, we had somebody in the, in the YouTube chat, I think it was Elvis, uh, saying, that, uh, yeah. <laughs> do you want to, do you want to put any of these predictions on, uh, on paper, uh, Gordon <laughs> or I'm sorry, uh, Mark and, uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, oh yeah. That's... I, I don't know if you know, it's, it's something we do. We like to put our predictions on paper and then at the end of the year, uh, we have to eat it or not. Uh, the only predictions I've made pretty much are the dates for the uh, the rollout for Resto <laughs> Four. I'm, I'm not going to be off by a day in the forest. Mark is too Mark serious as a journalist the here. He's, he's not going. No, he, he's doing what Elena does and just like you know takes the easy approach. He doesn't want to eat that paper. <laughs> Elena's tummy seems to be yeah. Kind of <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's why she's never here all the time. Right? Well, oh, I just gotta go. Too much paper. Gordon had oh. a whole paper sandwich uh, in December, and in it Subway. was really good. Fresh. I, I gotta fresh. say, all right. Well, I'll predict. Let, Apple ain't there. There, no way in 2018 or 2019 they're gonna do Mac OS on iOS or or an ARM. That's not gonna happen. Ain't gonna happen. And I think they're gonna reemphasize Mac OS again. If you, if I were to predict. All right. That's just my Apple prediction for <laughs> your Apple I, prediction. But for, for Microsoft, it's hard to say, right? I just, I don't know. I, there's no prediction for me. I, I just think they're not going to do it. I, I do think they, they want to play with it. You, you mean, I think co- they want control of their hardware destiny and the chips, like the last big thing. And especially after all this with Meltdown Inspector and whatnot, mm. that's even more incentive for them to, you know, bring their own stuff in house. I, I, I love these predictions that are uh, two sided. So wh- whoever uh, whoever loses has to eat it. <laughs> I, just, I just can't see it. I mean, I understand. I think they will introduce. It's just a lot of tri- they like floating a lot of trial balloons, right? Hey, maybe the market will will take to it this core OS idea. But I, I just think they, I they're my Windows without Windows without Windows thirty two is Win thirty two is not Windows. There's a lot of initiatives from Microsoft that they sort of announce and then sort of vanish. And <laughs> I, I kind of want to see I want to see my HoloLens before I see anything else from them. Really, <laughs> yeah. So. That, I I hate to like you know, like you show up at your office like you've been relocated to Wing Five. Right? You're working on something new now, but I was working on this. Not anymore. <laughs> I I just I just can't I I don't know. I just don't see what they get out of doing it. I, that's why I just can't see it. I just I know they want to do it because there are reasons to leave legacy behind. I mean, it's got to suck, right? Mm-hmm. To have, just have like to support like a floppy drive in the operating system, right? <laughs> well, I've got rid of that for yeah. Absolutely. But I mean, <laughs> it's actually still supported in the operating system, right? What floppy within Windows? Yeah, as far as I know, yeah. Yeah, so I mean, yeah. like you gotta like you gotta yeah. figure from a Microsoft perspective. Really, do we really have to support this hardware and this ancient legacy stuff? How much code is a floppy drive driver take up? Though? I know, but still, <laughs> it's just like you know what? That's a little. I mean, you want to complain about <laughs> OS bloat? It's like you don't need the the, the floppy support. I guess. Yeah. Why not dump it? You know, and people don't know this. If you plug a floppy drive into Android, it works. Still, I mean, I haven't tried it in an eight, but two two generations ago, it worked. You can access a huh. floppy drive in Android. Nice. So that goes against the point that you're trying to make, isn't it? Because the whole point of Windows is to be a modern phone-like OS, modular and stuff. And the fact that Android supports floppy disks is going against the point that you're trying to <laughs> Brad, make. Brad, it's Android, for God's sake. There's no rhyme or reason with Android. Yeah, or or mean, with Gordon. <laughs> Android is just like, I don't know. That's basically the answer for everything. Yeah. Might I'd be nervous. Well. Uh, the, the whole idea of uh, Android user, a uh, 
uh, a Windows laptop that doesn't support Win32, I think, would be a rough one for them to push across to the public because they've already tried it with Windows RT. They've already tried it with Windows 10S. And it doesn't seem like either one of those. Windows RT just flat out died. Nobody wanted it. Right. Windows 10S, the jury's still out, but I haven't, you know, seen groups of kids <laughs> I think we know Windows what that jury's laptops. doing. I saw them tweet about it, Brad. <laughs> oh, man, this guy's guilty. What are we going to do for dinner? I thought you were on that murder trial. This guy, he's going away. He's getting an electric chair. We already decided. We're just faking it so the judge doesn't make us go back in. If they did ditch Win32, I'd almost suggest that they ditch the Windows brand or replace it with something else. Just because, huh. I mean, well, I mean, the thing of it is, is that Chromebooks are out there, right? And nobody cares what a Chromebook can't do, Windows or apps or anything about sort it's just a web thing and you know you're, I'm, I'm raised, my kid doesn't my kids knows what a windows pc and he knows what a chromebook is and he doesn't think of the two as, uh, yes. as competitors necessarily he just thinks mm-hmm. of them as different machines so i mean if i have a windows like machine like a windows um 10s machine the problem is is that i instinctively expected to do everything that windows yep. does because it has that brand attached to it no i uh, agree with yeah. you i think it's very much a branding decision yeah like if windows rt had just been called something else instead of windows rt it might still be around. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right? exactly. Yeah. In fact, Chrome OS might not even be here. Call it might not have... something fresh, you know. I don't care what you call it, but, you know, yeah, exactly. You know, yeah. call something else. Core. Fresh OS. Core. core. Sure. Windows Core Microsoft OS. Just core Windows OS. Core. Yeah, sure. Absolutely. And then maybe, they, you know, the nice thing about Core is like, hey, you bought your Windows Core laptop, you can upgrade it to Windows. Mm-hmm. I mean, not Windows Core, but you can later on move it to a real OS yeah, if you need exactly. all the full yeah. serviceness. Yep. Two different brands, two different logos, you know, you could take that in different directions all right. it's not about it mm-hmm. <sighs> nice windows all right who needs it i want to know who's going to win this one we're going to find it. out <laughs> i need it i ain't giving it up i'm a sweeney well what if what if you just put windows in the cloud you could do that well that's a nice transition isn't it yeah we go. perfect yeah. Mm-hmm. Into, into the cloud cloud gaming cloud gaming yeah. That's the other thing that Mark's been doing I, a lot of. Well, yeah. I well, think Brad, all of us have, right? Yep. Yeah. Yeah, actually, I've been doing a lot of GeForce experience. Yeah. GeForce nice. Now. Now. Is it? Oh, GeForce yeah. Now, right. Yeah. GeForce Now for the PC, <laughs> the real one. not for the Shield TV. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's a branding issue. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, so, it's, I, I, of course, I don't, I guess, cloud gaming, it's just someone else's computer, or streamed gaming, where you're basically running it on somebody's server. You've actually tried some other, I've only tried GeForce Now. Have you, you've tried, you guys have both tried the other ones? Yep. A couple of them anyways. Yeah. I've tried. Mark has. I've only tried GeForce now. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. So we can all talk about it. I mean, I've tried the, well, tried I, I, th- I think a lot of us tried OnLive at the time. Oh, yeah. Right? Oh, <laughs> yeah. I was overly harsh on OnLive. I loved OnLive. I yeah. was overly I harsh I subscribed to it. I liked it. Yeah. I still have an unboxed one sitting on a shelf somewhere. Uh, I just, I have a controller sitting where my kids play with it as like pretend. Oh, <laughs> nice. <laughs> nice. I, oh, I never... it's not working. This box isn't working. Oh, I don't know why. I just I found it the book. other day and they were playing with it. I don't know. <laughs> my house. You're so, like that parent. I saw a picture. They had, they had a Pepsi can, like a soda, and they had the straw taped on the outside of it. And then underneath was like medicine. <laughs> so the kid was drinking medicine and they thought they were, you know, it was oh, like a two year old, right? Funny. Yeah, that ain't right. Oh, that's too much funny. I have too much crap in my house. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So. so you've tried, wait, wait, so you tried Polaris and you've tried. No, 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 I've tried the, uh, I've tried this, the Blade um, uh, Shadow. Uh, sorry. Yes. Did I have that right? Yes. Blade Shadow yeah. uh, series. And then I've tried the uh, Parsec solution too. Which is actually Parsec is powering uh, the announced CS, the HP Omen game streaming. Oh, really? Yeah. Yep. 
So this is something only available on the HP Omen? No, or? it's been out for a year. It's actually um, we can we can we can start that if you want to start with Barsec, we can. Um, it's actually it's, it's it's a free service. Um, there's a different there's there's a couple of different things that it does and a couple of different things that it does differently from the other services. As I understand it. Um, it does uh, a couple of things. First of all, if you have a a gaming PC, you know your own PC, your own GPU, and so forth, you can actually sort of invite somebody over the internet to play co-op with you. Um, so it's essentially like screen sharing, um, where oh. you would just, and that's both a good and a bad thing. I mean, if you happen to be watched, if you happen to have your, <laughs> a window open with your banking account information open, you don't want to invite <laughs> somebody that moment. You want to start when you're playing the game. Um, it's my understanding. Um, and then you can also, uh, lease a, uh, cloud server. Um, and they don't provide their own cloud servers. They use, uh, cloud servers from, uh, AWS and, huh. um, another company. I want to say, I forgot the name of it. Uh, do I have it down here? No, I don't. Um, paper, um, something or other the name forgets me. Um, and they actually allow it, the, the, the the cloud server is leased um, on an hourly basis, um, but it's about a buck an hour. Sometimes it's a little bit less, like eighty four cents. Sometimes it's like a bit more, like a buck twenty. Um, the one I was using last night was a um, oops. Actually, my notes have somehow disappeared. Um, okay, for memory, it was an eight core Xeon. Um, uh, Haswell generation. There was a Quadro, um, NVIDIA Quadro, and it was, um, I think it was, it was like something like 30 gigs of memory and 16 gigs of graphics memory. And, and um, you use the, so you basically sign up for Parsec and then you. You basically then lease space yeah, on AWS pay, and run it. Then? Yeah, you have to. You have to, you're essentially leasing an AWS server. You have to pay an additional fee, which is about ten. I want to say ten bucks a month for uh, storage, and there's various levels of storage. Right. And then I think there's a little bit more that you pay for the game too. My notes, unfortunately, just didn't didn't make right, it today. Right. Um, and essentially, yeah, you're just basically you you, you you if you want you you have to provide your own game so you have to provide steam or you know fortnite or whatever it might be and then you download it to that service and it's you know again it's like a gigabit connection so it's like super fast and then you just play from there and it streams the height first of all i guess we should explain the whole idea behind cloud gaming is that um like netflix um netflix takes video and and streams it to your pc or your your xbox or whatever it might be um with cloud gaming what you're doing is your taking your controller your keyboard mouse and you're inputting those instructions and they're sending it upstream to the server the server is processing and then sending the results back down and it's doing that as quickly as possible the idea being it's going to be it gives you the opportunity to um uh, have a, a gaming PC right. without actually having to pay for a GPU which of course as you guys reported costs an arm and a leg right now um <laughs> The Tell problem is, yeah. is that there is potentially a little latency involved that uh, makes your degrades your gameplay, which honestly I haven't really seen. It's not that bad, I got to that, say. That's great. That was my good question about Parsec, because it seems like AWS is kind of a weird middleman to have in there. So mm. I was worried about the latency. Yeah, it didn't seem that bad. I tried. I, you know, you guys have had some really, I think, some really smooth experiences. Uh, Parsec gave me a couple of weird things. There was a time where the, the audio was a little bit off, and I had to sort of reboot the virtual machine. The other weird thing that happened was, um, I think, for some, some reason, Steam, this was not Parsec's fault all steams uh, threw me some sort of a uh, something that Kaspersky, which was the 
antivirus software, which is running in the Parsec thing, picked up as a as a miner app, uh, as a coin miner app. So that had nothing to do with Parsec at all. It was, something, it was something to do with Steam. I was really weird. I just basically re- Windows Defender caught it. I rebooted the, the virtual machine. There was no problems after that. It was just an odd situation, which I think was again specific to Steam and nothing to do with Parsec. Um, and uh, but uh, when I was able to get it, when I was able to get it running, which wasn't that bad actually, um, it was smooth. Um, and there was you know it was it was a great experience. I mean everything was like an ultra that I ran and so right. forth. Yeah, um, no problems really at all mm. except for that one audio glitch which I had to just, you know reboot and that was. Something. Oh, and you've tried the other. You tried GeForce now, and you've I haven't tried, tried GeForce oh, okay. now. Brad knows more. Brad and uh, Adam know more about GeForce now. What's that? that? But you did a review of the Blade server. I did a review of Blade Shadow, and Blade is a French company, and they're bringing the stuff to the U.S. Right now, I think it's only applicable, only open to Californians because they huh. have their ser- they have their server. They don't use an AWS; so they have their own server, and their own oh. server is in Palo Alto. Wow. Um, and with that, um, it's pricey. It's thirty four ninety five a month with a year's commitment, or forty five forty nine dollars and ninety five cents a month with no commitment. And you're wow. getting a static. I mean, you're getting. I have the specs on this one. It's a two point one gigahertz Xeon E five twenty six twenty V four Nvidia Quadro P five thousand sixteen gigs of RAM, uh, twelve gigs of um, just general. General RAM, right, general right. memory, 256 gigs of storage, and you're getting a 1080p at 144 frames per second, or essentially they're saying 4K at 60 frames per second. Uh, the nice thing is, is that that is completely unlimited. So you're paying a monthly fee, but you can play as long as you want. Hmm. You have to supply your own games too. Um, with that, I had, um, I did have a, a few glitches. Um, like I would hook up a mouse and it wouldn't work, and then the next day it would work. Same thing with the control, Xbox <laughs> controller. It was like it felt very beta, but it also felt like it was very beta, but in Proving as well, um, and again, once I got it working, really, you know, I had to fight with it more than I would expect. But once I got it working, very stable, very fast, and again, the unlimited aspect of it was was a was a nice feature. So thirty five bucks a month. Yeah. Did so, you have to open- no fifty bucks a month? Oh. Thirty five bucks is for twelve months up front. That's yeah, like right. four hundred oh, yeah. something bucks. So, or something. You would pay fifty to start out, see how it works, and then maybe pay your additional. But you would pay every month, right? It's not mm-hmm. like you got to pay. You have to pay up front. I don't Any believe smokes? no. It's it's a it's a month. Oh, yeah, okay. I don't think that, I don't think there's actually an annual option. That could be wrong. But you would agree to to buy it for for a certain amount of time yep. to get the thirty five dollar exactly. discount. Right. Yeah, and it's sort of you can buy a three month increment too, and it's sort of in the middle of that. And then, of course, it seems like a lot of rough edges for fifty bucks a month. Yeah, it was. I would, I would recommend holding off for right now, and then maybe trying it out in a month's time or something. But so they really should have like a two-hour free trial. And, uh, and do you and between Polaris? You haven't done GeForce uh, now, but we'll, mm. we can talk about that as well. But uh, you've done Polaris. You, between those two, which would you? Oh, good question. Um, They're both running Steam games, of course. Yeah, right. Steam I think Polaris right now, uh, sorry, Parsec right now is the oh, uh, yeah. is the superior one. Um, again, it's just it's been out for about a year. Uh, feels like it. Yeah. Um, you know, again, I'm I'm <laughs> I'm cheap, so the pricing aspect is is a little bit rough. But um, again, you know, uh, versus a you know paying for your GPU, it's you know yeah. not bad. I should also mention that um, Blade also has a dedicated piece of hardware, which I keep meaning to pull out of it and just play. Uh, just too much stuff has been going on right now. But they actually have like a like a box um, that. I'm not honestly. I'm not really sure what advantage it necessarily confers because everything is being done on the back end. But you know, you can hook up a couple of USB like 
drive. Oh, oh, right. I see. Yeah. If you don't even have a computer at all, you can just play on this thing. I should also mention that, of course, the cloud gaming too allows you to play not only on a PC but also like on a phone. I don't know why you'd want to do that, Um, (laughs) or a tablet or something of that sort. I just liked it because I had a cheap PC and I ran it on the PC, and that's the way I wanted to play. But you can also do in these other form in these other platforms. You would just have to have USB HID support on it, and it would, I guess, would work right as long as there's a client. Wi-Fi, even Wi-Fi, kind of slows it down a little bit. You mean tethered connection is the best. Did Did you have to open up any ports to get? uh, I did. It was all handled. It was all handled automatically. I didn't have to worry too much about any firewalls or anything of that sort. I mean, there was instructions to do so, but that was actually that's a good point. I didn't actually on either on either one. I didn't have to worry about anything. That's good. Just handled. Hmm. It just worked. Yeah. And I think all three of us have actually tried GeForce Now. So I haven't. No. Oh, I mean, yeah. Those Adam, Adam, Brad, Mm -hmm. myself have tried it. Yeah. Yeah. And it blew me away. It is the very first one impressive. ever to blow me away. It works really well. It works yeah. really well. Well, sort of, but I had to get. I was them. worried about it because I have a you know a crappy internet connection. I have Comcast Home Internet Connection, the basic one, so I get like twenty five megabits or whatever per second, which is the minimum required by the service. And the the uh, the, the networking analyzer for GeForce Now kept telling me, "Hey, you're losing all kinds of frames. Frames lost too," which I didn't notice. But when you actually boot it up and play the games, it felt like I was actually playing games on a gaming PC. Hmm. Like with OnLive and with Sony Remote Play or whatever they call it now, PlayStation Now or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, I tried Liquid Sky, another alternative last year. Uh, you spent just as much time fighting lag and bugginess. And I didn't have that with GeForce Now whatsoever. It, uh, it did have a very, very minute amount of lag. Uh, using keyboard and mouse and Twitch Twitchy games. So, like, if you're a Counter-Strike pro going to an eSports competition, you probably don't want to use GeForce <laughs> Now. No. But just, like, I was playing Doom 2016, which is very fast-paced, very Twitchy, and no problem whatsoever. Uh, playing with a controller, it was imperceptible in that select. Hmm. And how much is GeForce Now, Brad? Right now, it's free. While it's in beta, which is going to be for the foreseeable future, they haven't announced an end date. It's a hundred percent free. I think I signed uh, up for the beta the like three weeks ago and still haven't heard anything. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Apparently, you have a better That's chance of winning. You got to sign up for a wait list. <laughs> yeah. But if your graphics card craps the bed and you look up an RX five eighty and see that it costs five hundred dollars, sign up for the GeForce Now waitlist because it's it actually, in my experience at least, with my network and hardware, which isn't that advanced, it's just like the Comcast router. Now, uh, go ahead, sorry. Works great. It, it does it. It doesn't support everything, though, right? It doesn't have to have like a list of. Doesn't have a list of supported games. It's it's tricky because mm. it has an <laughs> interface that pops up. It's a really horrible interface. It's a horrible it's interface. Oh, yeah, that needs to be. Uh, they have I forget like 150 officially supported games, which is everything on Blizzard, uh, Fortnite, League of Legends, all the big ones on Steam. You play. Uh, they all work. But you can also go in to like this obscure corner of the app to manage your Steam account mm. and install and play any of your Steam games. So you can play anything on there, but the first time you install one of the ones that's not officially supported, uh, you got to wait for it to download and install. But they, like Parsec, have a very fast connection and blew through 10 gigabytes in, I think, a minute and a half or something like that. So, <laughs> How much capacity? How much storage do you get? Unlimited. Unlimited? Wow. Unlimited. Yeah, huh, that's something. Yeah. Wow. It's great. I loved it. I love playing it. I uh 
there are a bunch of games that I haven't bothered playing that I own on Steam because they take too long to install. Like I have <laughs> games that are 50 gigabytes that I've never played because I'm not going to take that time over my home connection. <laughs> but I've actually given them a shot through GeForce Now because I can install them so quickly. Nice. So yeah. But, uh, what I want to know though is because you were talking 50 bucks or 35 bucks for Blade and then whatever it is for uh, Parsec. Mm-hmm. What is it? Uh, well, it just it varies depending. Varies, on the game, yeah. but. I kind of wonder where GeForce now. What's what's the price that people are actually going to pay for GeForce now when it comes out? Because I mean, you know, Nvidia is such a huge brand. It seems like well, they had that original pricing structure which you paid by the card, right? Isn't that what it was? Uh, yeah, yeah, and I gotta say, I it's very interesting because on AWS, I mean, if you're Amazon, it's like oh yeah, ten bucks a month. It's like. Huh, you know, we're running this server farm, and our main problem is electricity. Right. And then you are now playing a game, and you're cranking this Quadro card up and <laughs> eating 200 to 50, 250 watts every day for six hours a day. It's like, that's really going to... that. How long is that going to float, you know? I don't know. I mean, the answer to your question, though, I think that probably we're seeing, I guess, I would, 40, 50 bucks would probably be... I mean, it's, it, 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 it's, it's totally expensive, but at the same time... Like Brad said, I mean, there's, I don't know, there's some, there's some advantages there. Yeah. Especially for the uh, unlimited storage out there. Sorry, guys, but sorry, Ben. For the original announcement at CES 2017, they had said uh, you could pay 25 bucks to get either 20 hours of gameplay on GTX 1060 level, so 1080p gaming, uh, or 10 hours of GTX 1080 level, uh, which is the beta right now is only doing GTX 1080 level. Hmm. So. Is there any they cr- haven't mentioned pricing or release day or anything like that, aside from that initial CES announcement. And since then, a lot of these competitors have popped up, Parsec, uh, Blade, Liquid Sky. So I wouldn't be surprised if when it officially goes live, there's some tweaks to that. Seems like the one thing that NVIDIA could offer, though, is like a commitment to give you the latest and greatest GPUs. Because, I mean, you don't really see that from the other guys, necessarily. I mean, there's yeah. like, you know, I mean, if, if NVIDIA said, hey, we announced the titan whatever it might be you know and then we're going to give it to you instantly within a month's time or something like that that would be that would be interesting you can't buy a titan we'll give you in cloud we'll give you a part of geforce now are you really getting a whole dedicated gpu to on aws or is it sort of a virtualized no you're getting the whole thing yeah yep uh geforce now jumps through hoops to make sure you can't check your hardware yeah. But I was able to look it up in some games, and it turns out, I think it was a Tesla, a Tesla with 24 gigabytes of RAM. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, that's worth the 35 yeah. bucks a month, right? <laughs> uh, Dirk Rezo over on uh, Twitch is wondering uh, how much you guys think GeForce Now should be. Dollar an hour. Yeah, you know, I could see that. I could honestly see that. For 1080? Um, I'm not sure. 25 bucks for 10 hours of GTX 1080 seems like a lot. Bucket Especially hour when you have well. to bring your own games. Yeah, I, w- I could see different plans. Yeah, exactly. You know, because you some to- people, like I'm, I'm at work and I'm going to go in a conference room and I'm going to just like hide from my boss and play video games on my Ultrabook. <laughs> you know, I'm not going to do that. I'm only going to do it once in a while. So I just kind of want hourly and then... Maybe for somebody who truly doesn't have a gaming PC. Yeah. I mean, a buck an hour makes sense, but I think you should have some sort of bulk plan where you buy like at least a bundle of stuff. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I, but I, I gotta say, I, I don't know if it's really sustainable. Cause I mean, that's, that's the one problem is it's one GPU eating a crap load of power 
for hours a day and and it's it's one per user. How do you get away from that? Yeah, you know? that's what killed OnLive to begin with. Yeah, scaling. You, yeah, exactly. Scaling. Yeah, the fact that you had a dedicated machine and if you didn't use it, it just sort of sat there idly, or at least that was the idea. Um, I, you know, I, I don't know. I'm not really sure. The back end server gurus probably would know better than I would. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Not... I think that's the advantage that Nvidia has because they run their own servers with their own graphics card hardware. They can make sure you get a good experience, mm. and something yeah. that you won't get with the OnLive or through AWS necessarily. And they can get the cards. Yeah, right? absolutely. <laughs> I mean, I bet even Amazon and yeah, all least... those people that are like sourcing GPUs, it, it probably is not fun. You know, yeah. they're by Quadros, but. God, are they even doing mining on Quadros or no? Because it's just not worth, it's not cost effective. I highly doubt it. <laughs> so maybe that is untouched. Maybe but. if that's all you can buy. Uh, so I haven't really been chiming in on the on the chat, uh, but and that's because almost everyone thinks this is horrible. What? Uh, really? Because of latency or um, bandwidth. You know, or data caps on on their mm. their service. I I mean, yeah, yeah. almost everyone in here is like, nah, this is this is dumb. This well, will never take. That off. is the question about da- yeah, data caps. We haven't. I don't yep. know. I haven't. Re- I I don't know. Have you measured how much data you have? I tried to do that. And I haven't quite been able to do that yet. But it's just like watching a Netflix stream, a badly compressed 10, Netflix 1080p, stream. So you know, not really. It's like you watch YouTube. You watch a really Could nice be. YouTube. It's the same thing. I, I mean, but there's some people who can't, you know. I yeah. Mean, the, so that's... especially, you know, we have some uh, some people watching in the stream, you know, that that have to do it at like 360p or whatever, you know. No, but I I would agree. That's why for like for me, yeah. I'm always going to prefer, and I think for most of us, we're going to want a local. You know, the PC is never going to die. We're always going to want our powerful oh, yeah. gaming. If you've got it, sure. You got a local. That's the way to go. It's yeah. the cheapest way to go, honestly. Versus this, but there are people who don't do it and people i'm and again it is my I, uh, my son spent a day at my father-in-law's house I, I installed geforce now on his sandy bridge dell all-in-one that was you know <laughs> ancient right pos and he was he was playing rainbow six on there for a couple hours so and it was he didn't complain about it he's like wow that's actually not bad so yeah i mean i don't yeah. have a, i don't own a fancy game pc i never and i just haven't for several years because i've <laughs> i have a wife and kids and <laughs> you gotta i have make a budget time, and yeah exactly and <laughs> but i mean i have an xbox and i game on that oh. and i know no 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 because it's there uh you know i have an xbox one x and um i, I you know that provides us satisfactory solution for me but i mean that's the idea right because i'm so i don't have enough money to go out and buy a game pc so i might be willing to go ahead and invest mm-hmm. in i mean yeah, there, there there has been a couple people in the chat say they, they would rather go out and get a console than than do a sure. cloud gaming yeah it's the same with everything right yeah. it's whether or not you trust other people's computers mm-hmm. that's right. <laughs> and yeah, whether exactly. it's worth it to you but yeah. imagine if they do get this to you know a buck an hour for 1080p 60 frames per second high which is GTX 1060 levels. And you know, you go, you get join up a Steam sale and you get 10 games for 60 bucks. And then you have this, you don't have to invest in a console. You don't have to invest in graphics hardware. If you're in a place where you have a reliable internet connection, I mean, it could make sense, especially if you have laptops like the Surface laptop or whatever MacBook Gordon's using. Or, yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, uh, what was it? Last year's CES, you saw GeForce Now come out on on Macs, you know, and I think, uh, I I don't know, I I don't know, you know, too many people who use it, but I, I would imagine that's... That's a bigger market than, you know, actual PC gamers like us. Yeah. For that captive market. Yeah. 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 <laughs> but who knows? Yeah. I think it's no coincidence that uh, GeForce Now, this version of it, actually launched in beta last year, but it launched first on Macs because I think Nvidia probably thinks the same way. 
Yeah, it'd be interesting to see how well it's done on on Macs. Well, especially you know with uh, with Apple, you know, kind of being in bed with AMD. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe they're trying to hitch their bets. I don't you know who knows. Well, and then it it is an audience <laughs> that they don't know what gaming is like. Frankly, I mean, <laughs> right. I'm sorry, but they don't. It very much. I can't. I I can't imagine what it's like. You know, to like actually see a PC game, not some you know port of a five or six year old game converted over to mac os and you're now playing you know a brand new you know triple a title game on your mac that i was playing witcher 3 at ces last year yeah on the mac yeah. macbook air mm-hmm. it's pretty much like when they go to that movie every movie scene where they let the person the prisoner out of the box mark never here I, this joke never gets too old for me <laughs> they get that they, you know they let them out and they come out in the sunlight it's like oh my god what is this i've been in that box forever <laughs> Yeah, that's what it's like for Mac gamers. <laughs> the opening of Fallout Three. <laughs> yeah, is that right. it? Oh, okay. <laughs> right. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> but but for the people who think you know, hey, no way, never. This is crap. It's not going to work for me. That might be the case if you have slower internet connection. Or whatever. I'm telling Absolutely. you, I have basic Comcast, basic like the cheapest home internet that they offer. That's not dial up, basically. Right. And I just have the Comcast router. And this is free to sign up for and try. Give yeah. it a shot. Yeah. And if you yeah. get in, give it a shot. Because yeah. I'm this is the first one that I'm pleasantly surprised by. Yeah. I don't think either Shadow or Parsec offer a free trial. I could be wrong on that, too. Um, they should. They I, should. Yeah. Although, I don't know, with configuration, it might not be worth it, um, especially because if people just don't sign up for it. But if they did, I think it would be a great thing for people to try out. Or or if you're like, hey, you know, uh, you you try a free trial, but you're only limited to specific games. I mean, everyone, be, almost everyone's playing Fortnite or, or Battlegrounds or something, have, you know, yeah, because, yeah. I mean, it's essentially free. You just put yeah. Fortnite on there and let people try it out for themselves. So you just sign in and, mm-hmm. and boom, it's, you know, yeah, I could see that. Yeah, I see that. makes sense. Yeah. yeah. And I, again, it's it is it is it's really come a long way. It is it is pleasantly. For what it is, not bad. But yeah, I mean, it looks like hell, right? It, the, the comp- everything is compressed, very low res. It's it's like that, you know, sometimes it's like, you know, when you start a new Netflix stream or YouTube stream and it's just blurry as hell <laughs> yeah, exactly. for like mine, 30 mine seconds. wasn't that bad at all. Well, like, when it first cranks some up. some compression, some jaggy edges and stuff. And during peak hours, like text got a little bit jaggy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But in general, I had a very clean picture. I mean, you could tell there was some compression going on, but maybe that's because you guys are in San Francisco and I am not. Yeah, that might be. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm just, I, well, I just compare it to, you know, looking at a, a, a beautiful, crisp, you know, 2160p image on a PC versus this. It's, there's no comparison. So, nope. But at the same time, you're running it on, you know, an Ultrabook. So not bad. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we'll we see got any questions we need to clear yeah. from? The, we're about that time when we turn into pumpkins. Yeah, we should probably we should probably wrap it up. Uh, I don't think we'll do a dedicated Q and A at this point. But yeah, let's uh, let's wrap it up and, and tell people, uh, you know, where they can go to check out Windows coverage. Oh, I have to see. I I don't know where the ding. The, the outro is. Hey, you got you. You know it. You know it by heart. I don't know if it. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Check back for it. I'm going to work on this again. Check back in two weeks for your fix of PC news, hardware, software, gaming on the full nerd. <clears throat> Subscribe to us on iTunes and leave a review every time you do. AMD and Intel add free cores to their CPUs. I'm lying. Also, Stitcher, Google Play. If you want to send us an email or a fax, send it to thefullnerd at p 
PCWorld.com? No, I got that wrong. Full it's Nerd full Podcast. Full, full, no. no. See, we you don't know. You don't know either. I, yeah, actually, I don't know. Hopefully, John is not watching. The Full Nerd at PCWorld.com. <laughs> yes, there it is. Send us feedback. We will read your emails, answer your questions there. Thanks for coming. I'm Gordon Mong. Brad Charkas. GeForce Now will be your savior when Microsoft gets rid of <laughs> desktop support and Windows. Uh, first. Oh. <laughs> Eat paper. No, I don't know. But how are you going to install the GeForce Now client? Oh, yeah. yeah. See. Mark Hockman. Uh, and Adam Patrick Murray will take us out. Hey, uh, thanks, everybody, for, uh, for tuning in. We'll see you next time. <laughs>